Hello and welcome to another episode of Sub A Tours. My name's Mai. I'm Misha. And I'm Shazam. Oh, wait, bro. I'm Andrew. Uh, mm, I got excited. I, it's okay. We it's are very you. excited, actually, for this movie we're talking about. As you already know, as Angel spoiled. <laughs> Yes, we do. Right there. It is Shazam! Fury of the Gods we are talking about today. And unfortunately for Angel, he did not get struck by lightning and become a superhero. Fortunately, my house is still intact. <laughs> yeah. I would be more concerned about fixing my house <laughs> if lightning um, continually struck it. Yeah. There. I wonder but, if homeowner insurance will cover lightning strikes. Hmm. Force majeure. They should. It's Force true. majeure, but the majeure is like, you know, that dusty old wizard guy. <laughs> yeah, but would they know that? Mm. I guess after 50 times, they should probably figure out your house is, <laughs> you know, a lightning rod or something. Or that a family of superheroes lives there. But either way, yes, we're so excited to talk about Shazam! Theory of the Gods. And um, I think it's something we can describe as a glimmer of hope for the otherwise recently dreary DCEU selection that we've had. Mm-hmm. Way better than the last time somebody tried to disrupt the balance of power in the DCEU. Mm. Yes, with an oddly similar skill set with... Shazam. Hooray for Rock Adam. I mean Black Adam. I mean Black Rock. Oh hell, I can't. I got nothing. Uh yeah. So let's get to it. We're so excited. Well, first and foremost, before we get to this movie that we obviously loved, thank you so much to Warner Brothers PH for uh, inviting us, in, inviting all three of us, actually, I to know, the screening. I know, that was so much fun. So fun. That was so I fun. I don't know which is cooler, uh, being able to watch Shazam ahead of time or being able to watch, or just seeing you guys three or being able to watch a movie in general, just Aww. the three of us for I the first know. time. Uh, <clears throat> context for our listeners as we've had this podcast for a few years already, but surprisingly, we never actually saw a movie in the cinemas together, physically. It's always a, either a permutation of me and Misha, Anjo and Misha, or me and Anjo, <laughs> but never, never the, the three, three of, us. of us. Exactly. Never the three. It's so, maybe, it, it, maybe it's because we're trying to hide the fact that we have superpowers and so that people won't get suspicious of us, you know? Or one of us is actually also the other so hmm. mm. or maybe we hate each other secretly but we're <laughs> professional about it mm. uh, isn't I that don't... right mr t <laughs> no you love me yeah kind of i guess I don't know. get a room my god <laughs> for the record he's like my second favorite tea but yeah never mind okay moving on moving on but yes um i this was a milestone for us as friends i guess not just the podcast so yay thank you so much for the opportunity yeah okay so Shazam! Fury of the Gods, a sequel to Shazam! The first movie. It was mm -hmm. directed by none other than David F. Sandberg, who also directed the first one. So how do you think it went, you guys? That was that was really fun. I did not expect to have such a good time. You know how sequels often do not live up to the first movie? Yes. Yeah. And I love the first one. That's why I was worried for this one. Exactly. 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 I had my apprehensions about this one. Like I said, you know, I'd never thought that this one would be able to one-up the first one because the first one the first one was just good. Was just that good. And then they were still able to step up their level their, their game for this one. For sure. And 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 like people have been saying like um other than Flashpoint, this is going to be the last time that we see this version of the big screen DC universe. So I thought that maybe like, you know, the wind would be out of their sails. They'd be like, oh, okay, we'll just do this to get it over with. But no, this no. was, I, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I think this is the best superhero movie we've seen this year. I agree. 
I it's agree. It's only March, but yes, <laughs> at this moment in time, <laughs> as of recording, yes, it is the best superhero movie I've seen all year. No, I mean, okay, look, look, we saw Quantum Mania. We saw uh, and last year we had Black Adam. So uh, like, come on, <laughs> I didn't think that the movie that would be showing us how to do a good superhero movie would come at the end, and I didn't know it would come from this character. Oh, I mean, Zachary Levi. Mean, how could you not expect it? Okay, okay. Yes, shall the character the, known as Zachary <laughs> Levi. Shall we jump? Shall we jump to the thirst portion Z- Z- first? Zachary like, Levi like, slash Shazam. Okay. He, same thing. He's basically being himself, only with the suit. Okay. Yes. Tell and me I'm wrong. No, you're not. You're yeah. not wrong. You're not wrong. But okay, just wanted to ask you a question. Is it out of your system now? Yeah. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, no, no, no I changed my no, mind. No, no, I changed no. my mind. Okay, to get the first portion out of the way, <laughs> is you it know gonna me. be? <laughs> yeah, that's why I asked. That's why I asked. Go, go, go. Fine. To get Dude. it out of the way, I have always been in love with Zachary Levi ever since Chuck. It's not true. so, not so sure about recently with his recent statements on Big Pharma. He was a little irresponsible in a tweet, but you know that uh-huh. aside. I love him so much, and I'm so of happy. Of course, you do. The thirst is strong in oh this one. Oh my god! Jesus and, Christ, you have no and, idea. And, oh yeah, Misha was. Misha went through that entire Chuck obsession back in college. I Dude, Zachary that. Levi's been in her since 2007. Her That's, obsession wait, has been in her. Wait. Her obsession has been in her. Obsession. I mean, the obsession. She, I mean, she's been in her only, since 2007. She's not the only friend I have who's had this obsession with Chuck. Yes, Zachary but, Levi in general. Yes, exactly. He's just such a charming and lovable, a lovable guy. And as much as people say, but he's just playing himself in the movie. Blah, blah, blah. Well, he is. It's an accepted fact. But he mm. does it well. That's and, true. I mean, like That's true. if people can accept Ryan Reynolds for playing Ryan Reynolds in exactly. every freaking movie, mm-hmm. why not Zachary Levi, right? Yeah, and the, his his uh, personality is just so likable. He's just so. Uh, how do we describe it? I could go on and on, but he's just so, um, he's such a breath of fresh air. Like he's got that mix of dorkiness, but at the same time, you know, he's smart and, you know, he's sweet and okay, I'll end it there. For now. <laughs> For now. No, no, no. For okay. Now. Okay. Last na talaga. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wait. Oh my God. <laughs> No, no, no. I want to hear. I want to see where this goes. Okay. Me too. I'm not stopping her. Okay. I know you will agree with me on this. But thank God they fixed the padding situation. (laughs) You don't miss the styrofoam muscles? Thank gods. No, I do not miss the fluffy Michelin man type (laughs) padding. No, I do not. And thankfully, they fixed the costume here. You could... see more of his natural physique and you could really see the hard work he put into really training to be a superhero physically you know mm-hmm. i mean so there you go i'm happy you're happy I am we're happy, happy you're happy okay <laughs> i'm done with my first person okay that's okay. good um wait, so- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> almost had us believing you for a second there but we should know better by now yeah then let's move on <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so shazam fury of the gods um introduces us to the shazam family as they're they're by now they're used Shazam-ily. to their superpowers the shazamily they're used to their superpowers oh and they are a regular sight in their hometown of philadelphia the only trouble is they got some issues with teamwork so they're not like beloved as some other superheroes Uh, yeah yeah they are actually called the philadelphia fiascos and whenever they're on the news it's never in a good light whether they've saved people it's always going to be twisted by the media saying that oh they wrecked this place or you know they were the cause of it even if they literally saved people you know I kind of enjoyed that because, it, you know, they're calling it out as fake news and everything. It's so modern day because Shazam is such a golden age character and they managed to revamp the character for modern day. It's perfect. It's funny. It's it's very relatable. Plus, you mm-hmm. know, they're kids. They are kids. You know, you have like, okay, fine. If somebody will say, what about Spider-Man? He's that good. He's got like older, older superheroes as mentors. These, these guys have each other. 
they're just and figuring stuff out along the way exactly. together. Exactly. That's true. And I, I still like their chemistry together, whether they're in their superhero forms or their children forms. I just wish that children. you know Yeah, I know. Children. They got the whole the whole stranger okay, quote, they have the whole stranger okay. thing. Okay. They got Just the whole get- Stranger Things over aging thing going on here. They are way too old for these roles, those I children. Know. You know, but it's amped up for this one because, you know, they shot this over the pandemic and yeah. then movies get produced way longer between first the first movie and the second movie, whereas, you know, TV shows get produced quicker. I mean, it's understandable given the circumstances, but it's not really going to help much in terms of story because here's something yeah. I noticed. Um, so... Uh, just so in case you didn't know the um the adult slash superhero form of Mary mm-hmm. in the first movie was a totally different actress who yes. was uh, obviously much more of an adult. Mm-hmm. And for this second one, since I guess in the story we've established that Mary is already an adult or mm-hmm. probably around the years of her physical prime, which is the point of like, you know, them looking like their um, future selves in their physical prime in superhero form. You already see Mary as is. So basically what changes in her, she gets struck by lightning after saying Shazam and she's just wearing the suit. So that's going to be an issue for me. Like let's say if they make sequels <laughs> and they do say in the movie that Billy Batson's almost 18. That is true. Yes. So, so he has to age so much oh to be God. able to get to that Zachary Levi looking prime. Which makes me wonder, like, how much does he age? Like, what is that That age of that physical prime? Because if you know Zachary Levi's age, he's in his 40s. Which makes me wonder, will she accept Zachary Levi being cast, you know, being recast? Uh, and, uh, so we're gonna recast in the future. It's not gonna be Zachary Levi anymore, and it's just, just it's just gonna like be Asher Angel. Ash- yes, yes, it's gonna be Asher Angel as yes. grown up Shazam. Maybe they yeah. can bring back the styrofoam muscles. No, but yeah, we'll, never. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see how they'll do. Th- they'll do this. They're probably. They're probably gonna recast the kids, or probably just have him appear as Shazam. Yeah, but you know, things. like I was saying, like Stranger Things, they took so long in putting this thing together, yeah. and the yeah. pandemic did not help. So, like you know, the Stranger Things kids are still pretending that you know they're younger than they are. In this one, they really can't get away with it, and yeah. I'm sorry, but. Zachary Levi's also beginning to show his age. Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to hide behind the microphone. Log off now, Misha. Say goodbye. She hasn't blinked in like a minute. <laughs> I'm just going to, you know. I'm going to step out. My- you guys want to have a <laughs> oh, chat. Okay, <laughs> fine. Continue. It is a fact no. he's aging. Fine. Yeah. He's still hot though. Yeah, but you know his forehead's getting bigger. But you know that what I appreciated was you know granted that the kids not being kids you know, was pretty evident. It still was a great movie. It was a fun ride. I had uh, nothing nothing to complain about except maybe for that. Well, you know, um, I think part of what you mentioned earlier about them shooting the pandemic, it shows because I don't think that the kids got to workshop their characters so much with the grown-up versions, the superhero versions. Yes, yes. yes. Because, like, Zachary Levi is just... I don't know. He's just way too goofy in this one. Yeah, and you can see that Asher Angel, I think they're both overcompensating. Zachary Levi is overcompensating in a way that, ooh, I have to be childlike. But Mm -mm. Asher, at the same time, he's more serious. He's a little less, and not actually little, he's much less animated compared to his adult counterpart. So they didn't spend as much time with each other as they probably did in the first one because... What yeah. we loved about the first one, it was the subtle mannerisms that, you know, they would really rub, that would really rub off on each other. So this one, there was a kind of disconnect because yeah. Asher was playing too adult, Zachary Agreed. Levi was playing too young. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I agree completely. I think uh, it was um, the only person who, the only character who was probably had the most similar mannerisms was... Uh, Freddie Freeman, just because when every time he turned into his superhero form, you just get Seth from the OC. And uh, and uh, Darla. <laughs> yeah, Darla, Darla was cute. Darla was still yeah. cute. 
Um, it, it's good that you mentioned Freddy because he he actually has a huge storyline in this yes, one. Yes, and I love wh- that. Wherein he has like this whole arc where he's got a love story with um, Rachel Ziegler from um, from West Side Story. Um, <laughs> she plays the new girl at school, and when Freddy first lays eye lays his eyes on her, he just wants to go singing tonight. To, uh, you know because. You know, he he falls in love with her, and it's their so chemistry cute. is fantastic. Their chemistry is great. It's uh, I felt like the genuine gilig for puppy mm-hmm. love on screen. Yes. They just have yes. such a great back and forth, and the flirting. Oh my god, it was adorable. Because yes. I like the fact that he was he was confident, but in a very clumsy way. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. So I enjoyed endearing. the most in that performance. <laughs> I, like, I like that time when he walked her to class and then she's already in the classroom and he's like, Freddy! <laughs> but it's Freddy! <laughs> so cute. Uh, a lot of more moments right there. But okay, since we're already at the topic of Freddy, um, let's discuss his whole story arc. So just like Misha said earlier, there's kind of like this dysfunction going on between the Shazam siblings. So Freddy, um, Freddy is out here, you know, growing up. And um, enjoying his powers, especially since, you know, as a normal kid, he has a disability and he gets the freedom of being physically fit when he transforms into his uh, Shazam form slash um, Adam Brody (laughs) form. It's not just just physically fit, it's like super strong. Yeah, but can can I just say, (laughs) Seth from the OC got hella old too. Like, yeah, you say dude, that to my happened? wife and she will kill you. You yeah, also one... remember that time in the 2000s when people would like see the similarities between the characters of Seth Cohen and Chuck because they both have curly hair, they're both oh nerds. La lang. Yeah, I only, remember. only, only, only Chuck got yes. big though. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, Freddy is on this. Uh, on this phase of wanting to do things by himself and explore. So he goes on his own and, you know, tries to look for... He, he has this app where he looks at, you know, police reports and just goes mm-hmm. off to pick one wherein he can just, like, use his powers and save the day. But um, Billy, a.k.a. Um, Zachary slash Shazam, lead guy... <laughs> so many slashes <laughs> so uh, basically the uh, leader of the pack he always wants them to do things together he's being hella bossy hella yes. controlling hella and, clingy you know, hella clingy he is feeling, he's being super clingy in this super, one super yeah. and you know he he's he's killing Freddy's game a little bit in the woman department too he's always like where you at <laughs> anyway um, so there, there's this um, tension between the best friends, Freddy and um, Billy. So that's one source of, you know, the whole family dysfunction that you get from the start, which I think is a good development. It's a natural progression for teenagers to kind of like want to feel that. Yeah, I think there's also an added layer of the fact that they're all foster kids. So at yeah. some point in their lives, yes. they've been unwanted. So there yes. is that deeper and level. Baggage. And yeah. Billy still has his abandonment issues because his mom essentially no not essentially she straight up rejected him in yep. as we saw in the last movie she abandoned his ass. That was horrible. It really was. No, I, I still wasn't a dad when I saw that, but then I saw I, saw, I watched the first one again as a dad. I was like, that shit is just fucked up. Oh, mm-hmm. look at yeah. you, you changing yeah. your point of view because you're a father. Oh my god! It, it, it's it's funny because my friend who took me to the first movie was a dad, and he said like everything you you'll feel differently when you're, you when you have a kid. It's like eh. yeah, fast forward to like a few years later, it's like oh, I, I totally can, get what he says. Can I just <laughs> I I have a request, Angel. Can you can I just just promise okay. us you're not going to leave your kid outside in a lightning storm in hopes of getting him superpowers? Oh my god! Oh uh, no, I would do that though. Yeah, don't do that. Oh no, my I would god. do that for me. I would do oh that for god. me. Oh my god, why are you fit? Stop! <laughs> I, I would leave him inside. I would stand out in a, in, a, in, a, in a lightning storm to get superpowers. Dear god. Thank god. Can you imagine your son's friends feel your father's outside again shouting Shazam at the sky? <laughs> as long as it's not your house, it's fine. 
something I did appreciate in the in the characterization of Billy Batson in this one, though, even if he's not as goofy as his uh, uh, quote unquote adult version, Zachary Levi, um, he has adolescent dreams <laughs> of a certain superhero <laughs> that that no one can blame him for. I don't. I also do not. I, I wouldn't blame him for that. Nope. 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 Nope, nope, nope. Uh -uh. Oh god. Um, that's normal, I guess. But yeah. that dream sequence also gave me nightmares. <laughs> Look, at it least he was buying her dinner sequence. first, okay? He was being nice about it. it was, okay, so it, yeah, for sequence. context. Sequence. Yes. So for context, surprise, Wizard is still alive, only imprisoned. Mm -hmm. By the villains of um, the movie, which we will get to. But, you know, he kind of like shouts out for help. He searches for his champion to warn him of the dangers that come because of the fury of the gods. The and fury of the gods. <laughs> he inconveniently passes this message on during said teenage dream. Oh my god. If you've ever wanted to see Jimon Honsu... <laughs> As Wonder Woman, it was this is the, the most, place to do it. Oh my god! It, it, it was the most brilliant yet most horrifying thing I've seen in cinema. Sobrang babad pa. Ang tagal. You could just in, see Wonder Woman's body with Wizard's face just screaming oh my god. at Billy at the dangers that might come. If I were Billy, I'd. I, my brain would be short-circuiting. I would but not here, absorb here. anything he would say. I, I probably would have woken up in cold sweats. Be like, why? Why? <laughs> but, uh, Look, you could have Wizard with Wonder Woman's body. Oh my god. But Wizard's what? head on Wonder Woman's body. He could be saying Thanos is right next to me. I would not be able to process that. No, me neither. Mm -mm. Nope. Mm-mm. <sighs> But, um, oh Jesus Christ! Uh, amazing that, visual, that, amazing. That shit's, what, that shit's gold. You can't go wrong with I, that. Yeah, no, look, I gotta, I gotta admit, uh, Jimon Honsu has been in pretty much every genre universe for the last twenty years. Like he's the guy who asked who Star Lord first introduces himself to in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. He was the slave yes. in Amistad. I'm pretty sure Michael Bay has blown him up a couple of times. <laughs> but, he was also in yeah. that barbershop movie. But you know, yeah, yes, yes. But yes, this was. I think is my favorite role of his now because I have never seen him just be this damn funny before. He's so naturally. Actually, yeah. he, he, his character wasn't even trying to be funny. It's just like I know I, this is this is a side of him that I never expected. Like wizard, he was always this serious um, entity with powers that gave uh, Billy his powers to be Shazam. Mm -hmm. But I never expected him to be the comic relief ever. I, I, and I'm happy to see him because he totally died in the last movie. Yep. Yep. Can, can, can you please explain? I'm still a little bit confused. No, here's about the thing, why he's okay? Alive. I don't think I need to explain it because they didn't bother trying to explain it either. <laughs> they were just Guys. like, "Oh, I gave you the power, so I couldn't exist in your realm anymore." I'm like, "Oh, Guys. okay." So you, we were sad for nothing last time. It's magic. You're not supposed to understand magic because we can't be magic users. Yeah, not Harry Potter. We don't. We didn't study in Hogwarts. Fine. That's true. We're not but wizards. It's, but it's something I gladly accepted because I was so I, happy. I to also see him accept again. it. It, 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 you know, it's usually it a cheap trick, right? When they yes. bring back characters who died. Yes. Uh, but in this case, you know what? He's he's too damn good. You don't keep that guy dead. No. You know, like okay, so David F. Sam Sandberg is has done horror movies. Much of what he's done prior to the Shazam movies has been horror. So like in all horror <laughs> hence, movies, hence that image best... of his face <laughs> of Jimon no, Honsu well, okay, as Wonder okay, Woman. Fine, fine, there's that. <laughs> but you know, you know the principle horror. of, you know, sometimes the best explanation is to not explain it. Maybe he ran with that concept for this for this one. Maybe and it, it worked. It worked. I, I also appreciated that we don't start out seeing 
fake Wonder Woman's face. Like like in the last one, you had like oh, Superman's yeah, was, cameo where they didn't show up. Henry Cavill's face yeah. because they couldn't they up. couldn't get him for the movie. But in this one, you think it's just another one of those headless cameos. And then what the time you see the head, you wish it was a headless cameo. Like, holy God, I wish it was a headless cameo. That was good. I think it was like... It was like a shot to like the headless cameo in the first movie. Yeah, but now Amistad guy has got Gal Gadot's body and he's all like, he's playing it straight. And then they ended up with that. It's like, what? He's playing it straight while Chuck is having a meltdown. It's gold. It's comedy. And it was at the peak, you know, it was at the peak of his dream where he's finally going to get to kiss Wonder Woman after oh, eating a mint. said kiss. But yes, I mean like... Oh my God! I yeah. Uh, but and nah, speaking of no. um, well, it is surprisingly horror slash comedy gold. I can't decide which one, but I can just say both. Um, the comedy in this is just sprinkled throughout the movie, which makes it so entertaining because you do not expect when a punchline or a joke is gonna come out, but it's just always so well timed, and we were laughing almost all throughout the movie. Yeah. I like I like the fact that you know like um, that Sand- Sandberg actually went out of his way to plant seeds all over the movie, mm-hmm. and then everything at the climax or towards the end of the movie was just payoff after payoff after yes. payoff, and the laughs just kept getting harder and harder and harder. It's and it's Brilliant. not just Brilliant. the plot line um, seed planting kind of thing, which was done brilliantly, which we will maybe discuss. But it's mm-hmm. also the comedic planting of things yes. like the, com- was, the, the callbacks was, of the jokes from earlier minute details that you might miss but then eventually like holy shit that had a purpose i thought it was random i oh my god that's genius. and it was it was organic that's what yes. it, it wasn't forced it wasn't like black adam trying out 21st century slang or catchphrases <laughs> which just killed the whole momentum of that movie whenever he would try and put in a one-liner but in this one the jokes flow because yeah these are kids they're goofy they're silly and the movie embraces that that about the characters it doesn't try and retcon them into something postmodern, ironic or cynical it lets yeah. them be kids and i love that i do it's such a breath of fresh air especially given how Recently, uh, DC material has been dark or dreary or downright full of profanity, like um, like Peacemaker and maybe the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad at some point. Mm-hmm. But Sorry. this is like the other end of the spectrum. The humor is so wholesome for the most part. And it's because you're seeing it through the eyes of kids. And it's everything... Like, you know how they say, kids say the darnest things. Oh my God, mm-hmm, I'm aging mm-hmm. myself by that reference. <laughs> but um, kids are just able to say it as it is. So whenever they'd have a joke or something meta in the script, which there were a lot, you don't take it as something pretentious or annoying because you do understand that these are kids. They say what's on their mind. They have no filter. They just honestly tell you what they observe and feel. So it's acceptable, it, and you it, and you just uh, realize that yeah, this is meta because it just works together. This um, yes. whole uh, yes. um, childlike um, sincerity and honesty because of that, it's okay that it's meta. And yes. even like the irreverence that also feeds the humor, because like like um, Freddie in his super in his adult form in his set, super Seth form, um, super Seth super Seth form. <laughs> he calls Captain himself Every Power. He calls himself that. He calls himself Captain Every Power, which is a clever way of avoiding the fact that Shazam's name for like you know. 60 70 years was captain marvel yeah. so <clears throat> so they avoid that and then he, he and traditionally freddy transforms into captain marvel jr but in this movie he's the one calling billy you know captain every power jr and it becomes a running gag through the whole movie where billy doesn't even know what his actual superhero name is it's so cute i like it's how good. this it's movie good is so self-aware of things but yeah. everything is just so organic, as Misha put it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't come off as pretentious as the fourth Matrix movie. Oh, oh my God! God there's nothing gonna, okay. that's going to be. So that everything, way. everything you see here is from the point of view of kids. Yeah. Well, if you're going to go into pretentious, then I'm gonna take. I'm gonna 
I'm going to see your Matrix 4 and raise you a quantum mania by saying, I'm so glad that this movie wasn't trying so hard to set up like eight sequels, but it left <laughs> us wanting to see more. Yes. And um, I, you, you want to know how organic the meta-ness is? So something plays out on the screen. And then we have a thought, like just a side comment, like, hmm, that's inappropriate. And seconds later, characters on screen actually say that same thought that we had at that moment out loud. So it's like, holy shit, you're reading our minds and you're just being so self-aware. It, it was an experience too. It's like, well, oh, they're reading our minds. To be fair, maybe they're just doing it like Russo style, where they want to make sure that they can be bulletproof against sites like uh, against channels like How It Should Have Ended and Cinema Sins and Honest Trailers or Pitch Meeting. You know, they don't want us to pick their movie apart, so they pick it apart before we can. It's like, Does that huh, make sense? We'll make fun yeah, of ourselves it, before it, you yes. do. <laughs> it yes. makes sense, but not a lot of filmmakers can do it. That's true. Because yes. sometimes it's too heavy-handed when they do that. Yeah, exactly. This which was is why, perfect. which is why sometimes when well do self-aware comes off as being um, <clears throat> okay. Um, so the wizard was interap- interrupting. <laughs> interrupting. <laughs> Are you an interruptor? <laughs> Rar. No. Okay. So the wizard was interrupting um, Billy's teenage dream because because he had to warn him about the arrival of the daughters of atlas so these are literal gods they are played by lucy liu who is calypso and none other than dame helen mirren as hespera and they are sisters i highly doubt they have the same mother but you know what they are badass Oh I mean, like you had God. one third of the Charlie's Angels there, you know, um, one 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 Lola who Dominic Toretto works with. <laughs> oh my God, you mean Jason they Statham's were... mom? Yes, Jason Statham's mom. <laughs> they were so good. They were so threatening. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Like the power, the power of just getting Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren as your mm-hmm, villains. Mm-hmm. It's like, no question. I'm fucking scared. And then you tell me they're sisters? Yeah, I'm just gonna accept that. And you tell me that they're gods? Yeah, god okay. sisters? I'm, I'm down. I'm down for that. I, no so problem. Down. I, and I, I enjoyed Helen Mirren in this one because she clearly was just having fun with her role. She was. I, I don't know was. why she, she said in an interview recently that she couldn't explain the plot of this movie even if she wanted to, but I thought it was pretty straightforward. And she didn't look confused, I mean, in the movie. She it knew. seemed all very coherent. She was in the moment. And yeah, what, what Andre just said, I think she was having fun. Maybe in like true superhero avoid spoiler fashion or like big Ooh. TV series where, you know, people are just given the script. I'm not sure how things plan out in production but it might have been like that where like things are shot um, jumbled up so you know even the actors can't really spoil anything Mm, it could be one of those scenarios but Helen Mirren pulled it off so well she knew who she was she was fucking scary (laughs) (laughs) I can't you know if if I see her as my villain uh, I would cower in fear yep Mm -hmm. I would do so basically the big bads, what they want to do is they want to plant the seeds of the tree of life, which could potentially restore the world of the gods, but they want to plant the seeds here on earth, which will usher in an age of demons and monsters. So, um, yeah, basic bad guy stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there was nothing new about basic bad guy stuff. I mean, like Misha said it best, basic bad guy stuff. But it was the performances that made them. Yeah, I, I, you know, you know what? I think maybe it's just because, like, since the Avengers came out in 2012, we have had like so many movies with interchangeable minion armies that are just cannon fodder. I, I think it was kind of refreshing to see cannon fodder in the form of you know, myth, Greek Greek mythology monsters, and yeah, badass kind of bitches too. Well, yes, yeah. that too, that too. <laughs> it was, yeah, to Misha's point, it was kind of fun trying to figure out what they were. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a, oh, it's a manticore. Oh, a harpy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was a cyclops and a minotaur. And? Uh. And? What and, uh, else was there, Anjo? Unicorn. Unicorn! <laughs> <laughs> but not like we think, apparently. 
Fancy for you, no. unicorns. As the wizard put it, they are creatures of darkness who like <laughs> heavens. The one creature, the, the, the king of monsters, the monster that all monsters fear. Oh, oh my, my god. god, that was fucking gold. That was uh, great. I was and, just so happy. And how no. Darla <laughs> harnesses the control over these said dangerous beasts Absolutely. is the oh single best product placement I have ever seen in a superhero movie. Dude, I never expected so much that. happiness. I so never much happiness. That. Uh, you know what? This movie is so good, it had us cheering for product placement. <laughs> exactly! Actually, what the yeah. actual hell? Taste the rainbow, motherfuckers! <laughs> and now on to the heart of a superhero movie. It's really gotta have good action. What did you guys think of the action sequences in this movie? I, I thought they were pretty inventive. Um, again, we've been seeing so many variations on superhero fight scenes since, you know, since Iron Man in 2008. So, oh my God, it's so long ago. Yeah, I know. It really is. And again, like I said earlier, we've seen how many faceless CGI armies with interchangeable minions for the heroes to take apart. What I like about this one was they were really clever about how they use the mythological creatures yes. and they were really inventive in having the superheroes find ways to to, to fight them i mean like Incarnate. also even like shazam's fighting style you know, like, it was pretty fun watching him fight helen mirren mm-hmm. also kind of painful to watch an old lady getting beat up by. i know is that a freaking someone slam? Did you did he just someone slam this this old lady into the ground? And then when like, he got mad so at one point, he was gonna like bane bust her spine oh across God. his knee. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that that was horrible. But that was a fun <laughs> sequence. Like she had. Like, to be fair, she did it to him first. Yeah, she did. Yeah. No. no. No, he did it to her first. That was payback. You, you know, this feels exactly like Captain Marvel where um, where Brie Larson punches an old lady on the train. But actually, this is worse because you're fucking punching Helen Mirren. <laughs> like, I know. Dame, Dame Helen Mirren. You are going yeah. to act her hell. <laughs> yes, you are. You, you could be going <laughs> to act her hell or at the same time be like, oh, look at me. I punched Dame Helen Mirren on screen. <laughs> Just depends on how you look at it. You know, that's like, fair. Like, that's that was, fair. Like, I I like the fact that you know, like him being a kid, he still has quips. You know, he's like basically the Superman version of with Spider-Man quips. You yeah, know, like, and he calls out his own superpowers. Like, haha, you can do that. That's cool. But do you have super speed? And he doesn't kick her ass by doing that. That was fun. That, that is true. <laughs> and he also called her super old. It's like, oh my god, that's god, so mean! How you dare don't dare! You? How dare you? I mean, I, I would assume she you. was super old if the youngest of them sisters was six thousand years old and mm-hmm. Helen Mirren's the eldest. I wonder how old she was. That's huh. true. That's true. Huh? And <laughs> surprise, surprise! Speaking of the youngest sibling, there are not only two um, gods that the Shazamuli has to fight. So apparently, <laughs> Freddy's girlfriend. Happens mm-hmm. to be one of the sisters. Yes, Maria from West Side Story is 6,000 years old. <laughs> yes, tonight, <and> tonight, <laughs> tonight, tonight, I'll kill your world tonight. That's I liked dark. her powers. I liked how it was depicted. I couldn't understand, like, if you told she, me what her powers of were. Like, the sisters would have the power of elements, the power I thought, of, I, I, of I chaos. I thought she had the power of Doctor Stranging. Exactly! <laughs> yes, the power of Doctor <laughs> Stranging. No, or, or the power of um, uh, no, Inceptioning. The power of Rubik's Cubes! <laughs> the power of Inceptioning. <laughs> oh, but, God. but yeah, uh, Anthea, uh, Anne slash Anthea, had really cool powers. But I also like this is... The sister dynamic. So you have the eldest sister who is the wise Helen Mirren, um, right. Helen Mirren who is the wise um, mediator usually. So she's like the middle ground all the time. She's always got her head on her shoulders. She makes the right, right. decisions. She leads them. Right. On the other hand, you have Lucy fucking Lou, who mm-hmm. is terrifying. Never did I think that she would get to that Oren Ishi uh Kill Bill level of terrifying, but here mm-hmm. she's just like enjoying wreaking havoc amongst 
the world, you know. She's she just, is, she is. Oh, like, oh, let me manipulate these people into, you know, turning into zombies and, you know, uh, freaking people out, you know. <laughs> like, chaos in general. Like, turning people into stone and just, like, breaking them apart, you know, all that chaos. So she's the chaotic one, duh. And you have Anne, who is, you know, the very naive one, the youngest one, who's like very um, empathetic the to the people. One. Yes. Can, can I just say, it was great seeing Lucy Liu I in know. the major blockbuster again, because yeah. I honestly don't remember the last time that she really got to cut loose, because I think the less said about Ballistic X versus Sever with Antonio Banderas, the better. Oh my god, that was the last time? It, I, that, that I can remember. I mean, like, Okay, kill Bill, but you know that's it. Yeah, I can't I mean, think like, of her. If you remember other... that ballistic movie, man, that's just sad. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucking X awful. versus Sever. Like, yes. That one. Oh my god! But yes, yay for Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu's having yeah, a great time she here. Is. And she she's just the best. I, I just feel evil bad. ice bitch. I mean, she's awesome in this one. She's I, I just cool. feel bad for. I just feel yep. bad for a lot of the middle children now. Like, you know, again, again, the middle child is the one who ends up being fucked up. Is there something you want to share, Anjo? You're not a middle child. No, but my wife is, so she might feel bad. Ooh. Ah, She's I a middle see. child. <laughs> I so, see. So sometimes... Just keep her away some... from any dragons. <laughs> You'll be good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Specifically, yeah. wooden dragons? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Wooden dragons who feed on human fear. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's yes. like a creepy detail too. So Lucy yes. Liu, as the you know main wrecker of Havoc, rides this terrifying wooden dragon, and you can hear it also in the sound design. Like whenever the dragon opens its mouth, it has that subtle sound of humans screaming. Really? Yes. It, yes, yeah. I'm very right. subtle. Did, very very right. subtle. But if you pay attention, it's like ugh, creepy. I did not pick that up. So I I can't wait to rewatch this movie. Yep, it's a creepy yep. little I already detail. have my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. I mean, like, but, I have to take my wife to this one, so. Damn yes. right. And damn she loves right. Zachary Levi, too. Uh-huh, who doesn't? Um, also, <sighs> Lucy Liu, some people might say, like, parang, oh, she's so expressionless. Like, this, this is kind of, like, stiff. But for me personally, I don't know maybe if it's an acting preference, but you know how fucked up she is that she doesn't really, you know, react facially to everything that's happened to her. But you can see it in her eyes that she's just like having fun fucking shit up. Yeah. Like you don't have to be super animated or expressive with true, your facial true. muscles. Much much unlike Zachary Levi was. She was the total opposite, but she still pulled it off for me. You know how some people can ha- can be so expressionless and that's what makes them scary? Yes. That was it. Yes. That's what I, agree. Yes. I agree. The fact that you can't read them at all, that's yes. fucking creepy. And, and it, 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 I, again, what you said earlier about the dynamic, I think it really works. You have the empathetic youngest one. You have the eldest who's making these big, bold proclamations. And she has her own thing. And that's just being a stone-cold killer. And... Mm. It works. It works. It totally works. It would be boring if they were all exactly the same. Yeah. That's I, true. That that's, was great. That's true. And, and I like the fact that the youngest one also complains about her sister being too overbearing. <laughs> and they pointed out, he's like, she thinks you're controlling. <laughs> Either you or you. <laughs> that was one of the, the the best parts of this movie was that there's a family dynamic with a Shazamily. Can't yes. I'm using that yes. word. Shazamily. <laughs> and the and the family dynamic of the daughters of Atlas of the gods with the fury, yeah, exactly. So you have all these people. You see the difference in the eldest or the leader figure of each team, team or family, whatever you would call it. Mm-hmm. And, and and then you see how each member in each team would react or would how they would interact or how mm-hmm. they see the leader of each each yes. group of people. I know. So it's. It's very relatable, like even if they are gods, they are For still sure. human at some points because of the relationships they have. And I think that is one of the strengths of this movie that maybe it, we can chalk it up to the first one establishing the relationship so well. But for a sequel, this took it to another level. They made development happen to these relationships, Absolutely. which make you understand even more and make you feel so attached to them. Mm-hmm. 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 And, I also, um, okay, go. I mean, I think it's just 
I like that the film acknowledges they're getting older. The film yes. lets them grow up a little bit. Yes, they're kids. Yes, they're still silly, but they're not carbon copies. They're not stuck in time from where we yes. saw them last. They're not clearly, copy pasting. Clearly, time has passed. And um, it works. It really works. Yeah. Something I also want to get to is their relationship. I mean, the Shazamily, the kids. Shazamily! <laughs> the, <laughs> the relationship with their parents also yes. um, goes to another level here. Because here, they reveal their identities. Yes, their they're, they're foster parents are just adorable in this movie. <laughs> I would and love I, to have them as parents, too. I like how they are shocked. But they are still accepting of their children's weirdness. Yes. yes. And although, although I have a bone to pick. I have this teeny tiny bone to pick. So now that no. we've established that Mary doesn't yeah. change form anymore. Like she's basically just wearing the costume. These kids are... Uh, the, the, the Philadelphia fiascos are seen on the news a lot. So won't anybody who actually knows <laughs> Mary be able to tell like, Hey, that superhero looks like Mary. Mm-hmm. Well... She did mention that she didn't have a lot of friends at some point. Well, she did at some point. She partied with them and went to the eye doctor. <laughs> the true. eye doctor. That's the just a little, doctor. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, you little forgive detail. it because she's a, she has that's super speed. True, so she might be that's too fast true. To <laughs> La -la. But I guess it, it'll be a few years before anybody mistakes, you know, young Pedro for DJ Catrona. Or fresh off the boat for Reggie Mantle. <laughs> so yeah, I guess so. You know, it'll be a while. Cause but but um, I was surprised that the parents had no idea who Mary was. They've <laughs> seen her on TV like a million times. They're seeing the yes. newspapers. I had bigger issues with that, but in in the back of my head, yeah, okay, they changed her eye makeup. <laughs> you know. Her hair was the same. Her voice was the same. They, they didn't try not, and hide. This is not Zoe Deschanel without bangs. I know. That's like different. We, we, like Zoe Deschanel with bangs beats exactly Superman in her glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. fine, the movie calls it out. You know, somebody says something about glasses and a ponytail. Fine, you called it out, movie. But you know what? You're not off the hook. Everybody <laughs> would recognize that woman. <laughs> Yeah. Which was why I, I don't know. Like I feel like this whole casting thing was probably like a budget cut. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't very fond of the first adult Mary TV. She was kind of bland. But that's my. There's opinion. also that is she marketable? Because all well, other, that's true. All the others all the, are. All the others are. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's true. Maybe it was like Cousin uh, Skeeter. You got Reggie Mantle. You got <laughs> Fresh Off the Boat. Skeeter. You got Don. You know DJ Katrona and. Um, no, yeah, I I was thinking maybe it was like Catherine Newton in Quantum Mania, where you know she was like the third Cassie Lang since the MCU started. So maybe mm. I'm just right. They had to get somebody who was more marketable, somebody mm. who could they could put on the poster and get butts in the seats, basically. Well, like, well good for the actress because they're like, you know what, you can play adult you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. As long as we're talking about female superheroes, can we please talk about the Wonder Woman in the room? <laughs> that I don't know, like just like just like how Wonder Woman appeared in Batman vs Superman, this had the same effect. Hell my yes! God. I mean, my God! No, like, no, no! It was, was it, was, it was a bit different. It was a bit different because like it was in better. Batman vs Super. Yes. Yes, because so here, better. she was making a great movie better. In that one, she was making a bad movie tolerable. And it was just planted so well. So you yes. really feel like this cameo was earned. Like we mm -hmm. deserve I mean, this cameo because I mean, of how like, well it was planted at the start. I agree. If you saw, if you saw Amistad's head on her body <laughs> the first time, <laughs> seeing the actual Wonder Woman oh would God. be like... A thousandfold better than that, and 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 even the the way her entrance was constructed from the timing of her dialogue and the when that guitar sting hits, oh my god, the, the cinema was just cheering. It was ridiculous, and it was just we earned that cameo. I loved it. I loved it so much. Yep, 
that was one I mean, of the like, books, one of the best cameos I've seen. I, I'm I mean, still mad that the studio put it out in one of their TV commercials that she was what? in. Yeah. Like two they days did. ago, three days ago. Motherfuckers! Yeah, yeah, it's in all the groups. It. So like half that audience yesterday was not surprised. Yep, Aww. I wasn't surprised to be honest. I was just waiting. I yeah. was just waiting. So when I saw Zermon Honsu, I was like, why? But the <laughs> way I thought, I thought But maybe I that's thought that why they it. did it. Because like we're gonna be expecting it. It makes it funnier when she shows up with the face of uh, of Amistad. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like it's just kind of like one of those things that you think they were afraid of this move that the movie might tank. So they decided to bring out one of the more marketable characters out but you know in what? a trailer. Maybe, yeah, maybe they were afraid, but whatever, I don't care. It beats the hell out of Henry Cavill's appearance in Black Adam. Because this one actually had something to do with the plot. It wasn't just a shameless setup for sequels that will never happen. Yes. But, exactly, it will never know, happen. I mean, this was organic. Like, everything else in this movie, it happens for a reason. Even the stupid things that might not necessarily make sense, at least the movie tries to give them some sort of in-universe explanation. Mm-hmm. It's not like a kid tied a towel around his neck and held his hands out in a triangle. Oh and my the god! Pe- the people of Ag- the people of Agrabah followed him into battle. <laughs> you know, that was stupid. <laughs> well, you had you had um, a lot more kids in this movie, but at least none of them were annoying. They were also endearing. That yeah. little shit in Black Adam, I just wanted to punch his face. Oh I'm my sorry. god. I mean, like, he tried to be, like, another version of Freddie Freeman, but mm. he just ended up being Freddie Failman. Oh, wow. <laughs> By the way, if, if you want to hear more of our thoughts about Black Adam, you can just listen to our, uh, one of our previous episodes on Black Adam. More ranting there. Ooh, shameless plug, just like Superman's uh, cameo. Oh my yes. god! Um, <laughs> but okay. um, I I I I really think that because like it's been in the headlines lately that the DC universe is going to be rebooted under James Gunn and um, the producer of this film, Peter Safran. They, these two guys, these two guys are going to redo the DC universe. And honestly, I think they're going to be looking very closely at the box office of this movie before they decide whether or not they're going to retain this version of Shazam. Please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, please keep them, please. Uh, please, funny, please, oh, please funny you should mention that because this movie actually left me with a lot of questions as to where the franchise will be going because this movie is great. It is. Okay, okay, okay. What if scenarios, where do you guys want to see Shazam going in the next appearance or the next sequel or the next version? What's he going to be doing? I want him in the Justice League. Yeah. Like I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that Justice League lineup where they had, fine, they had Cyborg instead of the Martian Manhunter, but they also had Shazam. So you, you know, had like you had like two superpowers with Superman and Shazam together in the same team, but somehow you have a clash of ideas because there's one of pure innocence and one who's been out there, an adult who's been out there, who's more experienced. So that that interaction between Unexperienced Superman, the figure of hope, and this innocent superhero just trying to do the best he can to do good. I want to see that played out I do. in on, on live action. I want I to do. see how they talk. I want to see if all of Superman's ideals will be accepted by Shazam or if he'll resist to some. That would be okay, I'm, 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 I'm super, sold on that. I am super ashamed now. I just, I just want to see him in Peacemaker. Oh! <laughs> I just want to see Shazam in Peacemaker. <laughs> like you, you have the contrast of an innocent kid who even right? tries to stop right? swearing oh in God, front of his that... parents, and the most <laughs> foul potty mouth person ever together. That would be such a chaotic dynamic. That I would watch is, the shit out of that's that. That's going to be. That's going to fuck up Billy Batson. It would like, be, be like be like, like how Captain movie? America would tell Tony Stark, "Oi, language." Imagine this times a million. Oh my god. I, I think it's times a trillion. You know, god oh my damn. god. I would watch the shit out of that. I would watch the shit out of that too. Okay, I don't want to be I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I have a fear. Um my fear is that if they do retain 
uh, this set of characters for uh, Shazam. My fear is that where it's gonna tie together with Black Adam, if that also still goes on. I don't think Because, so. I mean, that that movie didn't really make much money, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know, knowing how it goes in the universe, like Black yeah, Adam is an essential yeah. part of the story arc of Shazam. Yeah, right? he's like, the Rock is like very the dark marketable. version. Yeah, mm. so I don't. Uh, given how uh, bad okay. Black Adam was, it's giving me fears of okay. how it'll be when they do get together. If they do. Okay. We've seen Black Adam trying to be funny, but imagine his character in the hands of a capable director. We've seen both Shazam movies. Fair, fair. And other the other children, the Shazamily, aside from Billy Batson, they're relatively unknown to everyone. And they made them so likable. Even the bit parts that they had, they were able they were still able to bring out or flesh out a bit of the characters. True. With mm, a limited screen time. So imagine Black Adam's character with a more capable director. So that would be interesting. But to the see. question is, And the question is, will The Rock allow that? Yeah, because like he didn't want to be a bad guy against Captain Marvel. Sorry, against Shazam. Because <laughs> even if he is the arch enemy of Shazam, he didn't want Black Adam to come out in anything other than a solo movie to be introduced to us. So right. may so if, maybe if they do I don't force know. them together, I don't think The Rock will be that easy to convince to just go with it because you know as we as, as we've discussed in the black adam episode he's he might be a little bit controlling you know he wants to true, paint true. his own narrative for how he wants the black adam character to go so yeah that's just a fear of mine so uh <laughs> debbie downer let's just go with your scenario no no but like you know what i think this movie's gonna be a hit i'm gonna manifest that shit right now yes, i think this movie's gonna be a hit it. so Whatever James Gunn and Peter Safran come up with, they are going to. I think they're going to lean more heavily in the direction of of Shazam yes, than of Black so. Adam. So I hope so, um, dear God. I th after what happened with Black Adam, I think The Rock, if he still wants to be a part of this universe, is just going to have to accept that that he cannot be the star. Yeah, it can't. Yeah. The, the spotlight can't just be on him. True. No, I mean like. <laughs> Black Adam's a popular character in the comic books, but come on, Shazam is the superhero, not Black Adam. True. Yeah. Okay, so I guess at this point we can just say that the negatives that we've said or could still say are just nitpicking for this movie. So we loved most of it. We love the humor. We love the story arcs, character development. Yeah. The yeah. the family dynamic, both of the mm -hmm, mm -hmm. daughters of Atlas and the Shazamily. Shazamily. <laughs> can't believe we're saying Shazamily. I really can't. But okay, <laughs> are there any other things that we can nitpick from it? Honestly, I just had so much fun with this movie. It's hard for me to nitpick. What I, I want to is a mini series. Well, well besides about the obviously Mare, well, what we've already mentioned. Guys, the CG was honestly not great. Yeah. CG. Yeah, but you know, again, but I just saw Quantum Mania, so it looked amazing. <laughs> it looked amazing compared to really? that. <laughs> no, I think no. well, Quantum Mania really? was more colorful, but there were just moments here that were just like, ah, uh -huh, this looks straight out of a video game, yeah. not in a good way. Mm. Me, like, some moments. Were yeah, good. some That's moments. It's not. It's not like the best CG. It's not like yeah. it's gonna win any Oscar or it, no, or no, even get no. a nomination. No, it's not. That's I true. could argue that Quantum Mania was harder just because they had to build an entire world with yeah. CG. Yeah. I guess. I, I mean, so that's harder yeah, to do that. Fine. I agree with Anjo on that. When when they were in second rate Hogwarts, it was, you know, <laughs> second rate hard. Oh, I love the pen. I love yes. Steve. Yes. I love the pen. They yes. managed to sneak in Hogwarts in it the really was. movie. <laughs> Although, it yeah, the library really was. was amazing. The library well, was amazing. Unfortunately, with all the fantasy material we've had, you saw things reminiscent of uh, Harry Potter. You saw things out of Doctor Strange. You saw things out of Game of Thrones. But you know, he called uh, he called it out, being like, "Hey, mm -hmm, police!" Mm -hmm. um, and you know, <laughs> all the many, many doors to many, many worlds. But it's. You know what? We can nitpick all we want, but I think the essence of the film is just so intact and the story is just so well written yeah. that it's so easy to just dismiss all these things and yep, forgive exactly. them. The only thing, okay, so, so maybe the, the only thing that I'm going to nitpick is uh, they 
they used up all that budget for that dragon. That fucking dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon looked good. It looked really good. It, it looked know, good. It, it, it was different. It was like, good. It was a wooden scream machine. Yeah, and and it it makes sense for it to be made out of wood. First of all, it's unique because it was made out of wood. But yes. you're talking the tree of life here. That is so, true. So you know, yeah, it's, it's all it's it's I, all I, tied together. I I find it kind of hard to nitpick here because everything that I would want to take apart in a less competent movie, I kind of excuse it if it everything works in the service of the whole. I yes. mean, it's like it sounds like a cop out. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> That's look. If we can justify eleven Fast and the Furious movies, <laughs> I am willing to give Shazam some suspension of disbelief. Okay, yes, I because think it's at that level. when also, you put it all together, it's just so much fun. Honestly, yes. also you you shouldn't rely on CG to make your movie. Yeah. That's true, but no. some of it could have been used to make, fix Zachary Levi's hairline. Shut up! I'm sorry. Stop, stop I'm sorry. picking a fight with my. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop taking shots at Zachary Levi. Sorry. Yeah. Everybody gets old. That's true. <laughs> Coming from Misha? Oh Coming my god. Coming from Misha? <laughs> oh, you'll leave my forehead out of this. <laughs> okay, okay, Misha was able to identify the OG Billy Batson's cameo in this movie. That's right. That speaks volumes of how old Misha was. Wait, Look, there was, was I wasn't I wasn't alive. Like during the city scene, during the big battle. <laughs> There was this was super the old knife? dude dressed like OG Billy Batson. That guy was Billy Batson in the 1970s TV oh. show. Yeah, if you notice the guy in red with the yellow cuffs on his mm-hmm, sweater, that's mm-hmm. him. I will look out for that the time the next time yeah, I watch. Absolutely, it. yes. Okay. Um, it was just nice to see. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun little touch, and I like that even somebody like Shazam, who's not really a DC Comics A lister, is getting that level of respect where they bring back somebody from the 70s and give him a cameo that, you mm-hmm. know, only the most diehard nerds will spot. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I, 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 pointed, I pointed at this. Like, oh. I know, I know. <laughs> and also, given the treatment of the final battle, even though Shazam is never at the top of mind when it, it comes to DC superheroes, he was given such an amazing hero moment. Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. At the yes. end, like I how agree. he defeats yes. Lucy Liu and that dragon. Yes, how it was shot and yes. all and every everything that that Shazam does, he s- tries to save his family. He understands that yeah, some things we need to do alone to grow so we can beat yeah. <gasps> that moment. It was yeah. good. I love yeah. it. and like just how he defeats that dragon and really does his best to save. Everybody and his family, and, most especially. And, and, and to be honest, even 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 what happens after he beats the dragon, it's nowhere. It's nothing like that. You know, I mean, I'm sorry to keep on harping on it, but I really didn't like it in Quantum Mania, where you know you think they're stranded in the quantum realm, and then 30 seconds later they're going home. This movie earns their ending absolutely. Yes, it earns. Mainly because mainly because of how it all played out. Like all the shots of Shazam defeating the dragon, everything yes. he does. Like the silhouettes, the lighting. Yes, yes. yes how yes. they played with the lightning bolts to really illuminate the scene. Mm-hmm, oh my mm-hmm. god, it was so good. I was so proud of Zachary Levi in that moment. Or, 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 or even oh like just God. the cutaways to his family while they're watching this. The emotion was there, honestly. Yeah. Dude, I, at, this, at a certain point, I stopped breathing. It's like, <gasps> what's yeah. going to happen? This so build-up is amazing. So even if we've seen a million superhero showdown, a post-apocalyptic finales in the last 10, 15, 16 years, um, this one was just years. a joy to watch. Ah, uh, it was. It really was. Yes. And what makes it rewarding besides it being a generally good action slash superhero film is the growth of all the characters here and their relationship. Yes, for sure. Yes. For sure. It, and, and, and that makes up for any wonky CGI because at yeah. the end of the day, we care about these characters. We mm-hmm. do. I teared okay. up at some point, to be honest. <laughs> Mm-mm. Misha the caught one, me tearing up. I was trying to hide it. <laughs> a bit, a bit. The, yeah. the one yeah. thing, the one thing that this made me want 
is an actual mini series about the other Shazam kids and the Ooh, parents. I would watch that. I would watch Me that. Too. This was this was obviously you know Billy Batson's Freddy's and Mary's at the point Mary's movie. But then the other kids, I I want we they had their you know some some shining moments in the movie, but give us a mini series like you know that even shorts. Flesh them. That out. would be fun, I especially love- Darla. Especially yeah. Pedro. Yes. All his revelation yes, in the movie. Like, I want to see like how it all plays out. Yes. And how his family yes. knew and just accepted him for this I know. surprising... Um, They're like, we got to revel- reveal our secret. Dude, that's not a secret. <laughs> that's <laughs> fun. That was fun. But you know how, how important it was at that moment when there is clear and present danger and they, they are going to reveal their secret identities but he says something else yes <laughs> that's yes. how like important that, that was to him and for him to tell his parents at the moment of possible death I like, that yeah, exactly. goes, I like the fact that having superpowers came in second to that yes. absolutely and so it cute. was earned because they took the time to set it up and they made the effort of showing that this is who he is mm-hmm. I love that I loved it. It was a great character moment. It was a punchline, but it was still a character moment. And it goes to how organic this whole thing came together. Yeah. Fantastic. So, yes, I think it is a no-brainer. We do recommend Shazam! Fury of the Gods. So it is, um, by now, it is already out in cinemas, probably the first weekend. So please, please, please go watch it. It's I a breath of fresh air. It has <laughs> the childlike sincerity and love put into it, which just mm-hmm, makes mm-hmm. everything work. And for a sequel in the DC universe, that is an amazing feat. Yes, we also what Wonder Woman 84 was like. <gasps> no, we said we'll never talk about Wonder Woman 84 again. You talked about Black Adam, which is worse. Um, oh, we can do an episode in which one of those movies is worse. Ooh. Yeah, we'll work on that. But for Let now, us know. Let yeah. us know. If you want us to talk if you want us to do a debate on which is worse, Black Adam or Wonder Woman 84. That would be fun. So let us know on our social media pages what else you want to see from the Saboteurs. Once again, thank you so much to Warner Brothers Philippines for inviting us. This Ooh. was honestly a core memory for this podcast and this friendship. Yeah. And we hope to see more. Um, so you can follow us on our socials. We have a Facebook group called Saboteurs We Like Movies. Shout out to Justin, by the way, who we saw in the premiere. And Anna, both uh, members of the group. So good seeing you guys. And um, yeah, we have the Facebook group. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Saboteurs Podcast. And we also have our official Facebook page. Yeah, so hit us up. Let us know what you want to watch. What you want us to watch, what you want us to talk about, or just let us know what you guys are watching. How much you love Zachary Levi, probably as much as I do. Yes, because that's a topic everyone will want to discuss. You should probably make another group for that, Mai. Fine. But anyway, yes, this has been The Saboteurs. Go watch Shazam! Fury of the Gods. It is amazing. My name's Mai. I'm Misha. I'm Angela. Thank God you didn't say Shazam anymore. Kazam! Wrong franchise! Oh my god, there's Shaq! No, Damn there's it. no seven two there's no seven to three hundred and fifty pound genie. Genie in this one. Oh my god, Shaq! Ooh, we could talk about Kazam. Oh my god. Or steel. No! <laughs> okay, bye! Thank you! Bye everyone!